Running a business is all about leadership. How do you become a better leader? Learn from the successful entrepreneurs and business owners how to lead your organization more effectively. That's why we created Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business, to help you succeed with your host, Andrew Frazier, Business Growth Pro and CFO and founder of the Small Business Pro University. Every Tuesday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern, we're joined by experienced entrepreneurs and business owners who share their secrets to success via live stream. Also, every Friday morning, we release a new podcast episode. Either way, you will learn about developing your business leadership skills from our roster of highly performing guest experts. Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com. Okay. Uh, Good evening, Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Leadership Live at 805 Talking Small Business. I'm your host, Andrew Frazier. Excited to be here once again on lead, talking to you about my favorite topic, small business. As you know, each week we have a tremendous guest um, who really shares his expertise in the area of small business. You know, our goal is to help you become a better leader because the success of your business is going to be based on your ability to lead it. Uh, so that's what, what it's all about. Um, today we've got Eric Recker. He's doing some great things and really has, you know, focused, you know, as a business owner and really evolved to talk, you know, to really put together a book and a methodology on how you can focus on what, what's most important. Um, as a business owner, there's so many things that you have to do that sometimes it's hard to remember or hard to know what you should focus on. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about tonight um, to really help you be more focused, more confident, and more successful in your business. So tonight we've got Eric Recker. How are you doing, Eric? Welcome. Doing great, Andrew. Thanks for having me. Okay, great. Um, you know, excited to have you on the show. Um, you know, we had a chance to chat about some of the things, great things that you're doing and really some of the key things you learned as a business owner that you're now, you know, putting them together and helping to share them with other business owners. Um, so to make their journey easier, better, and faster. So um, definitely excited about really chatting with you about that, how, how they can learn and look forward to learning some stuff. I learned something every week. So, um, you know, definitely looking forward to it. So, um, you know, you you know your background better than me. So uh, I may as well let you talk a little bit about your journey and where you are and um, what you're doing. So I'll give you a few minutes to do that. Sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. I'll just go ahead and take the rest of the hour, Andrew. I'll just go through my story. That'll be the abbreviated version and then we'll be all done. That sound good? All right, so I can just take a nap. It's been a long day anyway. <laughs> so, well, really, my uh, my journey started, uh, I remember when I was in second and third grade. I remember waking up on Monday mornings 
and just being terrified to go to school. And I was terrified uh, to go to school. I really, it was 5 a.m., 5.30. I remember looking at the clock in my room and hoping that my mom wasn't going to wake me up because I was worried about going to school, because I was bullied at school. So my story of bullying maybe isn't quite as bad as some people's, but I feel like I have an everyday bullying story. And I would walk to school and sometimes the other kids would take my backpack, they'd, they'd push me down, they'd do some different stuff like that, pretty typical stuff. But one of the things that stung the most for me, Andrew, was uh, when I was on the recess playground and at lunchtime and the other recesses that we had, we used to get three recesses, which was pretty fantastic. I definitely said that recess was my favorite subject in school, but we would play kickball. And in my small town in Iowa in the early 80s, kickball was life. And so we would pick teams for kickball every recess and repeatedly I would not get picked. Now, I could have been okay if I would have got picked last because all I really wanted to do was show everybody what I had as a, as a kickball athlete, I guess, in elementary school. But I was repeatedly not picked and also told why I wasn't picked, and that was because I wasn't good enough. And that's a harsh reality to hear when you're in second and third and fourth grade. So I remember in third grade standing in the side of that recess kickball field and saying, I am gonna make a pact with myself that I am gonna be so darn good at everything that I ever do that people are always gonna pick me. And so that was a kind of a pivotal moment in my life and it led to me being extremely driven in my life. If everything that, I, that I'd done, nothing was ever good enough. I always felt like I needed to do the next thing and I always felt like I needed to do it better than anyone else led to a lot of worry, fear, stress, a lot of anxiety, all the way through high school, through college, uh, getting into dental school, which was a very stressful thing, getting through dental school. And it wasn't enough that I was in really highly ranked in my class. I needed to be in the top 10. Going on beyond dental school, it turned into, I found the sport, uh, I found running, and then 5K wasn't enough. 10K wasn't enough. Half marathon wasn't enough. A full marathon wasn't even enough. So I discovered triathlon and I went all the way through the Ironman distance. And it wasn't actually until I was atop a mountain in Colorado that I realized if I don't know why I'm climbing the mountain, I'm not going to find the answer at the top. So I've been a mountain climber my whole life. Sometimes a physical mountain and sometimes just metaphorically the way I've driven myself so hard. And so I went through several cycles of burnout in my career as a dentist and especially big cycle of burnout as COVID started. Uh, we, our office was closed for eight weeks. We didn't know it was going to be eight weeks. We had no idea how long it was going to be. So I had to sit in that and I, I had some discretionary time, which was something that I hadn't had before. And during that discretionary time, I made a commitment to spend some quiet time every day. My commitment was to spend 30 minutes of quiet every day. Now I failed miserably to start with that. I think the first time that 
I tried to sit in quiet. I think I looked at my watch about 45 seconds into that first 30 minutes thinking I had to be close. But through that time instilling my mind and finding that quiet space, I learned that there might be more to life than just dentistry. So through a series of self-awareness and self-discoveries, uh, I, I discovered the concept of, of win the now. And we'll talk a whole lot more about that, I'm sure, over the next hour. Uh, but through that, I also felt called to do some writing. And so that's when I started writing. And I actually ended up writing uh, a book called The False Sense of Urgency and How to Win the Now, which was hugely transformative for me because I needed to learn a lot of that information in that book. Through the process of another cycle of burnout, getting very close to selling my dental practice and walking away, I was able to connect with another dentist who is now my partner in my office. And I have gotten to a point where I'm able to be in my dental practice three days a week and work on my coaching and speaking the other two days of the week, sometimes three or four. It, uh, I really enjoy it. So it spills into Saturday and Sunday sometimes. But my goal is to, I've been through this whole journey of burnout and climbing, 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 achieving, 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 never feeling like I'm good enough. And my goal is to help other people shorten the distance to where they want to be instead of having to go through some of these side roads that I had to go through. And that's kind of where the win the now concept comes in. And that's where I find myself today. So that's kind of me in a nutshell, Andrew. Okay, excellent. So, you know, definitely your story. I love hearing people's stories because everybody's story is different. And, um, you know, definitely... You know, you started early, early in life. You know, a big piece of mine was um, my brother and I had our first business in fourth grade. Um, we ended up getting a paper route, working seven days a week for five years. <laughs> um, so, you know, definitely, um, you know, your formative years really had an impact on you. So, um, you know, but um, a lot of times it drives you um because you wouldn't be the person you are if, if that hadn't happened so so that's key um yeah. i have a quick question for you just from okay. someone who wants to know where you are where is your practice yeah great question i am in a town called pella iowa so i am southeast of des moines about an hour uh, and if you've never heard of pella uh we're famous for a couple things one is our uh, our dutch heritage so we have a three-day festival in May called Tulip Time. And then we also, if you've ever heard of Pella Windows, uh, we are the home base for Pella Windows. So we're a town of about 10,000 people, so pretty small. Okay, excellent, excellent. So yeah, very familiar with Pella Windows. Actually, um, Home Depot is one of my favorite stores. Okay. <laughs> so I've spent a lot of time looking around at that type of yeah. stuff. <laughs> Yeah, I can relate. Excellent. Excellent. So we're going to get really dig into um, some of the things you talked about, um, you know, really focusing. You talked about how you were achieving, but you didn't really know why. And, you know, figuring out how to take some time to yourself to really 
understand who you are and who you really want to to be so um so that's cool so what we're going to do before we dig into that is we're going to take a minute for a quick commercial um we recently put together a community for entrepreneurs and business owners called the small business pro network so we're going to show you a little bit about that um and we have a special deal available for people who who join um before labor day so here's a little bit about it what's the ultimate business ecosystem for helping entrepreneurs to accelerate and grow their businesses of course it's the small business pro network I gotta say, I'm glad I trusted you with your plan because, it, uh, and, I, and I like the plan, but we are, you know, there's no guarantees and it, it is a journey, but we're getting there and we're making real, real solid progress. Uh, Andrew helped me with the growth plan for my business and also in the financial side. So we're able to get uh, loans. I thought it was great, good uh, practical information uh, that uh, is good for both entrepreneurs or budding entrepreneurs. Uh, and, uh, you know, Andrew breaks it down in a very understandable way. You need someone that's going to tell you how to get things done, how to move your business forward, how, how you can run your business like a pro. I've known Andrew for 10 years, but when we started working together, I got to see the master's mind. And he's been helping me with my financials, making sure everything's together, what's working versus what's not working in my business, so that I'm working on my business and not in my business, period. Join the Small Business Pro Network to learn from the experts, collaborate with like-minded entrepreneurs, and access valuable resources for growth. Hello, I'm Andrew Frazier. My mission is to help 1 million and 8 business owners by 2028 to sell more, make more, and get financing. I've worked with more than 1,000 business owners one-on-one, helping them to grow revenue, increase profit and obtain financing. I created the Small Business Pro Network to help you achieve your goals faster and easier. Join before Labor Day to become a charter member for free. Visit www.sbpronetwork.com. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Okay, welcome back. I'm here with Eric Recker talking small business and um, really look forward, looking forward to really understanding um, some of the concepts that really have driven you to, to what you're doing now. Um, you know, you, you talked about how in your formative years, it forced you or it led you to really try to be a super achiever and which you accomplished, but it wasn't necessarily fulfilling. Um, and, you know, how did you come to that realization? And, you know, what was it um, that really made you step back and try and do something about it? Yeah, so I, I don't regret that I pushed myself as hard as I did because it's it's helped me you know, a lot of the things that I have in my life are because I've worked so hard for those things. But a lot of those achievements, I didn't understand at the time why they felt so hollow. I would get done with one thing, I would achieve whatever I set my mind to, and then I would be right on to the next thing. 
when I was doing triathlon, you know, I didn't take any time to celebrate the finish line. I was already looking forward to what's the next one I can sign up for. What's the next thing that I can do. And it wasn't until, like I said, several years ago on that mountaintop in Colorado, and I was actually preparing for another race that was going to be a few days after that. And we decided to climb that mountain just kind of on a whim that we wanted to do that as well. And I got to the top of that mountain and the other people I was climbing with, I got up there a while before them and I was just looking around. I thought, I don't know what I expected to find at the top of this mountain, but it's not here. And that lesson really translated to a lot of the other things that I had done, that there would always be another mountain. There would always be something bigger, something better to go after. And I'm not for a second, Andrew, saying that it's a bad thing to go after things, but I think you have to know why you're going after those things or else you're going to be left with a bunch of hollow achievements. I have a whole box full of medals from triathlon. I don't think I've looked looked at them for more than five years. I, I may get them out sometime just to remind myself of that lesson that I've learned, but we have to know why we're striving. We have to know why we're pushing or else we're just going to keep pushing. And I think that is something that can definitely lead to burnout if we're not careful. Okay. No, definitely. Um, you know, one thing that I, I do when I'm working with people and actually the first chapter of my initial book is called, how did I get here? Because, you know, it's important to understand where you are, but how you got there but also envision where you want to go um, and lay out the steps to get there. You know, a lot of times, you know, if you're just focused on achieving things, you don't step back and look at, you know, why am I doing this? How did I get and ended up doing this? And is this really what I want? Is this where I want to go or where do I want to end up? Um, so definitely e easy to, easy to do that. You know, we fall, all fall into that trap. So it's it's important to even at least annually to find a way to step back from your business plan for the coming year and just really think about where you are, why you're there and where you want to go from there. So um, so definitely um, that's key. Um, you know, it, it's great to accomplish things, but there's always someone richer. So, you know, you oh, can't. <laughs> oh, man, that is so true. And I think one of the things that was really tough for me is that, and I'd never even heard of this concept, but I had never defined what success looked like for me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have a definition of what success looks like in your mind, success is always going to be the next thing, right? Yes. It's always going to be the next thing. So, oh, man, if I just do that, then I'll be there. If I just get the house, I'll be there. If I just get the car, I'll be there. It's not bad to get those things, but why are you getting those things? And when are you actually going to say, oh, this is the good stuff. This is actually what I was working so hard for. Let's celebrate this a little bit. And I'm sure you, you talk to people about this as well, but my definition of success at the end of August in 2023 looks a whole lot different than what my definition of success was in August of 2020. Mm -hmm. And so I think what you said is super important that at least annually and sometimes in seasons of busy and busy transition change, all of that, we might have to look at it a couple times a year 
almost quarterly even, because our definition of success, I think, evolves. Yep. No, definitely it evolves. Our, our personal situations evolve. Um, so that's key. Um, I got a couple of questions from Sheldon, so I want to make sure that we, we get them. Um, so he's interested in dental hygienists and the need for that. And any thoughts on how do you set up a business as a dental technician? Yeah, so, uh, boy, it's a good time to get into the field. It is really hard. The dentistry is not spared from the rest of the marketplace. It is hard to find hygienists. It is hard to find assistants. I know that dental labs are having a hard time finding uh, dental lab technicians. So uh, most of those, at least in Iowa, are uh, our community college training, dental assistants. Uh, a lot of a lot of offices will do on the job training for them. Uh, hygienists, usually a community college, uh, go through a program there and uh, dental technicians as well. Great. Definitely appreciate your question, Sheldon. And hopefully that that gives you uh, a good feel for it. But, uh, you know, the outlook is good. So um, that's what's what's most important. And um, we've got eric's info in the um so if you want to reach out to him via linkedin um i'm sure he'd be glad to connect with you and um if you want to anybody who wants to communicate them it's available it's in the chat as well so um definitely um you know don't hesitate to do that um so you know one thing that um that i've found and i you know actually um you know i heard a story um, I'm not sure where, but, you know, it was like someone went to, um, dinner, you know, really expensive place with a lot of really wealthy entrepreneurs that no longer had their business and seemed like everybody was kind of sad, but you meet with people who are in the middle of the journey and they're really into it and enjoying it. And you know, many times the journey is more important than the result. Um, is that something you find? And, and um, you know, what is it about the journey um, that's important to to do and keep in mind? Yeah, that's I mean, the journey is everything. That's that's how I feel like I'm able to teach and coach and speak is because of the journey that I've had on, have had ongoing and the journey continues. And I, I also heard an interesting story about a baseball team whose coach said, we are not celebrating until we win the pennant, until we, until we win. And so the team really got on a hot streak and they did really well. They were in a really tough spot about mid-year and they really rallied. And at the end of the year, I mean, there were huge accomplishments. People had personal season records for home runs, for hits, for they had some great win streaks. They had all of this. They came literally out of nowhere, but then they came one game short of winning the pennant. So guess what? No celebration. There were all those accomplishments, but no celebration. So I think it is important when we're on the journey that we break the journey into bite-sized chunks. So whatever goals you're setting, 
if you're only going to celebrate when you hit that goal, you're going to miss out on a lot of opportunities. And why do we need to celebrate? Celebrate Celebrating is huge. It restores us. It refills us. We get to be around other people and enjoy their company. We get to take a pause and say, I made it this far. Doesn't mean we have to take our foot off the gas. It doesn't mean we need to become complacent, but we need to celebrate the waypoints on our journey. And if the only thing that we're going to celebrate is when we get there, well, what if we haven't even defined there? Or if we do get there, there's going to be another there that we need to get to, or we think we need to get to. So I'm a huge proponent of celebrating. It doesn't need to be this big, huge party. But when we hit waypoints along our goals or along our journey, we need to celebrate. I didn't celebrate much on my triathlons. I didn't celebrate much on my marathons. And I've talked to many other athletes and professionals who also haven't done this. And I think if we don't take time to take note of the accomplishments that we've made, we're going to end up burning ourselves out chasing this finish line that we may not even have defined yet. So that's part of the reason that I love the journey. And I think that the lessons that we learn on our journey become things that we can talk to other people about to help them on their journey. And then when we journey together, you know, that's why there's a community here. That's why there's people listening tonight. It's they want to hear from somebody else's journey so they can help their own journey. So I, I think that concept is huge. Okay. No, I mean, definitely, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people forget that, you know, your business isn't the end all and be all. It's really a vehicle to create the level of success and the type of environment um, and opportunities that you're looking for. So, you know, it's, you know, like um, they say you can um, live to eat or eat to live. Um, and the people who eat best are the ones that I guess live to eat because they savor what they're eating. And, um, you know, same with the business, you know, you, you, you can't have the business live for you or, you know, you have to make sure that it's giving you what you want and you need, um, which is, which is key. Um, I like how you talked about celebrating and, um, Definitely, it's important to that. Um, it's important for you, but I would say it's even more important for others that you celebrate. And is that something you find? And, and what's the reason for that? Well, I, I don't know about you, Andrew, but I would love to go to a birthday party every week if I had the chance to do that. Uh, I have a little niece who uh, recently had a birthday and I have, I have a nephew and two nieces that live in, in my hometown and they are all under 10. And I would love to go to one of their birthday parties every week because the, uh, the awe and wonder, uh, that they experience on their birthdays as the, you know, the anticipation of opening their gifts the uh, blowing out the candles, the making a wish, all of that kind of stuff to be able to view the world through the eyes of a four, five, six, seven year old with the awe and wonder that they look at it 
is so great for all of us. It's the, you know, if when, when I got done with my last Ironman triathlon, I came home and my family had a little reception for me and had some friends over and it was incredible. It was such a cool celebration. I felt so honored that my friends would come out for that, but then they also got a chance to celebrate. And I think it's one of the best ways that we can refill our buckets. One of the best ways that we can recharge for the journey ahead is to celebrate, whether we're celebrating something that we did or sometimes even better celebrating something that somebody else did or a milestone in somebody else's life. It lifts us up. It gives us dopamine. It gives us serotonin. It gives us all these things that help with our wellness and I don't know about you, but I usually walk away from a celebration like that, whether it's for me or whether it's for somebody else. I just feel good. I feel ready for whatever's next. And we need more of those opportunities in our life, I think. Definitely, definitely. Um, you know, a, a friend of mine who works with entrepreneurs and business owners, um, he wrote a book called The, the Lonely Entrepreneur because that is one facet that, and one challenge that many entrepreneurs have to deal with. So, you know, there's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. So, you know, as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's, it's important to build your team, um, build your connections, What you know, connect with people who you can help and who can help you and you can celebrate together because that makes the journey so much better um so you know figuring out that's one of the reasons we created the community because it's a way to link entrepreneurs and business owners to to like-minded people um who can help them and who who you can help so um by labor day it's free so i encourage you to take advantage of it um if you haven't already so um you know so we're you know we're talking about you know, really um, the journey. You know, one other thing you mentioned was win the now. What does that mean and how does that work? Yeah, so win the now in, in really simple terms is the mindset of presence, being present to the current moment that you're in. And really, if we think about it, Andrew, the only thing that's guaranteed is what's right in front of us right now. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. And for me, for a lot of my life, I was either stuck in the past, believing the lies of the bullying, believing that I had to be this amazing person and I had to be so good that no one would ever not pick me. I was stuck in that. I was still working on that kind of the old software version, if you will. Or I was worried about the future. I was worried about a decision that I had to make in my business. I was worried about the outcome of a treatment that I did uh, with the patient. Uh, I was worried about any number of things that might come on the horizon. And if we're stuck in the past or if we're worried about the future, both of those rob us of what's most important, and that is the now. So doing everything that we can to try to be present to the current moment. Well, how do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to know in our lives what now looks like. So in this hour, 
for me, and I think for you, Andrew, what's most important is that we are attentive to this podcast, that we are delivering good value to your listeners, that we are providing lessons for them on the journey. I think that is super important. And also other wins in this moment look like you and I having a great conversation, uh, you and I uplifting each other so that we can uplift others, uh, answering questions that people might have so that they can get information. So I look at all of basically what I do is I look at the different nows in my life and what does a win look like? So I'm a dentist and my uh, I'm a dentist three days a week. And on those three days that I'm in the office and I was in the office today from eight to five, other than lunch, I am scheduled on the 15 minutes. So that's what, that's how our schedule works. So I try to break my day into 15 minute chunks. And I think in each of those 15 minute chunks, what does a win look like? So for a patient interaction, a win might look like we have a great conversation. A win might look like painless anesthetic. A, a win might look like uh, doing a great filling or a great crown, whatever procedure we do. Uh, for one of my hygienists, it, it, it might look like uh, uh, the person getting their teeth cleaned. It goes really well. They make a good connection. Uh, and then I move on on the next patient. It's there's another now there's another chance for a win. And to use a sports analogy, I mean, everybody loves a win. And I think most people like a win streak. So if you have a couple great interactions in a row, all of a sudden you have a win streak. Now, there are going to be things in life, in business, in my dental practice, in everything where things don't go well. There's a chance that a patient did not have a reasonable expectation of what we were going to get accomplished. There's a chance that a patient brought some, some of their own baggage in and we're acting uh, and we're having a really bad day. There is a chance that a procedure doesn't go great or the anesthetic doesn't work like we expected it to. All those things are possible. But if we see that if something doesn't go the way we want it to and we see it as a loss, it's easy to look at the rest of our day based on that one moment and say today was a bad day. But the reality is, is that there's another now right around the corner and you have a chance to get another win in that. So if you take a loss, that's OK. Learn what you can from it. Maybe write it down so you can revisit it later and see what there is to learn from it. But most importantly, move forward because there's another chance to take a win going forward. And then when I leave my dental practice, I think of when I'm at home with my family having a meal. What does a win look like? A win does not look like all of us being on our phone. A win does not look like all of us being distracted, but a win looks like us having a conversation about what the best part of our day was. What was the worst part of our day? What is something that we're looking forward to tomorrow? Being engaged in that present moment, all of us being in the same place, mind and body, so that we're not stuck in the past and we're not worried about the future. So when I coach people on this, I encourage them to look at the different parts of their life and what does a win look like in those moments? And through that, I've had several people be able to say, okay, 
this is where I'm getting distracted. This is where I'm becoming unproductive. This is where I'm spending too much time on my phone or on Netflix or some of these different things that distract us and really being present to the moment. And it's really helped with their primary relationships. It's helped with their productivity and it's helped them moving forward, really focusing on being in the present moment. So that's basically what win the now is. Okay. No, that's great. Um, you know, I think one key thing that, that you're talking about and really the pandemic brought out in a good way for me is your calendar and your schedule. And really, you know, I I live by my calendar and my schedule now, whereas not as much so far. But um, by doing that, you know, you're able to focus on, know what you're focused on and know what you're, that it's the right thing to focus on. Um, I'm not quite down to 15 minute increments though. I'm still at hour increments, but uh, but I I, have, I I will work on that. <laughs> well, well, but that's that's my that's for me. So most people though that I know uh, don't their schedule isn't that tight. Mm -hmm. So for you it might be an hour or it might be 45 minutes, but whatever. So you define your now and you figure out what a win looks like in your now. Uh, so and it's, I need that because on the days that I'm not scheduled by the 15 minute, those other days, I have some more discretionary time. And if I'm not careful with my time blocking, then I can, you know what I mean when I say a squirrel moment, right? Where you're going along and all of a sudden you're like, squirrel. <laughs> to the side. If yeah. I don't, if I haven't given myself the gift of knowing what I'm doing in mm -hmm. those times, then man. Right. I'm a squirrel chaser. Watch out. Yeah, no, definitely. It's easy. You know, I, I think that I saw a TED talk uh, by a guy and he was like, most successful entrepreneurs have ADD. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, and my wife says I have ADD, so I probably do. Uh, yeah. I'm still going to, I'm still not going to commit to that yet. Um, but, but, you know, you, you, you do need things to keep you focused um, and set up different systems or tools around you to help you really stay on target and stay focused. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of planning and preparing. Um, you know, definitely everybody says failing to plan is planning to fail. And everybody knows that, but they still don't do it. Why is it that they don't do it? And, you know, why is planning important? And uh, how do you help people be able to do that more effectively? Yeah, you know, part of the problem is, is let's be honest, Andrew, planning is kind of boring, right? I mean, uh, it's, it's not glamorous. Uh, it's not really flashy, but it is so important. And part of the reason that planning is so important is because we suffer from decision fatigue. I don't know what the actual number is. Some of the studies have said we have to make like 35,000 decisions a day. I don't know about that, uh, but we have a lot of decisions that we have to make, especially as entrepreneurs. And so anything that we can do from a planning purpose that's gonna help us make fewer decisions the next day is going to help with that decision fatigue. Steve Jobs wore the same thing every day to work. 
And people thought, well, that's kind of goofy. But guess what? He never had to think about what he was going to wear. He also ate something very similar for breakfast every day. So automatically, he's got a couple decisions that he doesn't have to make every day. So his mind could be more fresh for the decisions that he did have to make during the day. So what are some of the things that we can do to plan ahead? You know, I, I like to take a Sunday afternoon and I like to take about a half hour and it's a gift that I give myself. I get my planner out, my calendar out for the week and I just kind of take a look at it. Part of it is because I don't want to be blindsided by anything that's coming up, but also part of it is to see where I might have some pockets of time and what I might want to do with that time. And part of it is, oh boy, I have this big meeting on Wednesday. What do I have to do to prepare for it? So anything that we can do, we can meal prep a little bit for the week. We can maybe just as a family come up with what meals are we going to eat this week, which is a huge gift because my wife does not love to meal plan. She doesn't love to just come up with a meal each day that we're going to, that she's going to make. And I appreciate that. So we've started doing some more meal planning so that she can give herself the gift of knowing what she's doing. And a lot of times we even make meals together now. Um, and we've turned that into more of kind of a together thing that we can do. So anything that we can do to plan ahead, while it's not glamorous, it is going to make the next day or the next week ahead so much better. And if we plan, we're also less likely to procrastinate. And procrastination, I mean, we all know how bad that is and we know how easy it is. But if we give ourselves the gift of kind of knowing what our week is going to look like to the best of our abilities, we've given ourselves a huge head start over where we would be if we didn't do that. Okay. No, that that's, that's great. I mean, definitely um, knowing what you, what's coming at you helps you be more confident and allows you to be more focused on the now because you know if you're if you're worried about what's you don't know what's happening tomorrow and you're thinking about it it just takes you takes you away so makes makes a whole bunch of sense um do have another question for you from sheldon so i want to make sure we get that before we close out um and you know i'm sure you run into this but how do you convince people with tunnel vision as far as a fear of change Wow, that's a great question. It's a great question. So, you know, the thing is, I think at some point we have to become, we have to find a way to become friends with change. Because the harder we try to fight it, the harder it's going to be for us to accept it. We live in a constantly changing world. And I think it's really easy for us in our time of distraction. We've never had more ways to be distracted through our phones, through streaming services, through all of those things. And when we get so focused on those things, I think it leads to tunnel vision and it leads to really self-focus. But when we look around at the world and we see how fast things are changing, I think it is really important for us to make friends with change because our world is going to change. I was just having this conversation with uh, 
with another dentist who works in our practice and she just took her daughter to college and I just took my son to college uh, a week and a half ago. So we have both endured big changes in our homes for my wife and I that turned us into empty nesters. Now for her, she has one child at home. And what we talked about, and, and your question is great because we just talked about this today. The thing about change is that it, it is gonna keep happening. So she's gonna go through this again in a few years when her youngest child goes off to college. And, and for me, I went through, if I look at some of the big seasons of change, COVID was just three years ago. Uh, and then I, I honestly almost sold my dental practice and walked away in 2021. At the end of 2021, I, uh, I took on a partner. And then uh, in early 2022, I switched to my new schedule of seeing patients three days and working on coaching and speaking the other days. And that's just, I'm 46, and those are some of the changes that have happened over a three-year period in my life. So change is going to come, whether we like it or not. And to be able to see life with a little bit bigger picture and realize that change is coming, I think it makes it a little bit easier for us when change actually happens. Okay, definitely. Um, you know, like you said, change is with us to stay, but not only that, it's, it's accelerating. Um, and it can be scary, especially nowadays, because, you know, you said there's so many distractions, there's so many options. You know, if you're in business and you're trying to market, you know, there were like five options 20 years ago. Now you got like a million different social media channels. You got, you got, you can't possibly know or understand a lot of them. So sometimes it's hard to make decisions. Um, and one key piece is, you know, having your team, you know, being in an ecosystem so that you can learn from others that are doing the same or similar things. Uh, because, you know, it is it is harder to feel com comfortable and confident in your decisions. Um, and it's always good to have a coach or someone who's been there who can can help you lead you along the journey. Um, because, you know, you can't know everything. You can't figure out everything um, quickly. So sometimes you do need that level of help. And generally, it's well worth it. You know, a friend of mine used to say, you know, there's only two ways to learn. You can, you can learn by, you know, making the effort and taking the time to learn, or you can learn by losing money. Yeah. You want to do. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. And we've all lost somebody. I, 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 I've lost somebody. Uh, I'm sure you have, too, in the process. But you gain some wisdom. But, you know, you only have so much money that you can lose. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So that, that's, and Andrew, I love that point that you brought up uh, about uh, journeying together with other people, with your team, but also um, this community that you're forming. That's great. Uh, entrepreneurship can be lonely. It really can. Um, when you are the top dog in your office and you there's this temptation to feel like you have to be everything to everybody and it can be really draining. And if you don't have any other resources, any other people that really fast, 
So the opportunity to be in a community like you're like you're starting here, uh, being around a coach, being around somebody else who can be an ally in your corner and help you on the journey. I mean, it's priceless and it's super important. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, you know, so and, and that's why we're doing it. Um, I think that business is, is hard enough on its own. And, you know, most people who are in business aren't really prepared for the tasks ahead of them. Um, many times you can't be because there's so many things you got to learn. But, um, you know, to get help along the process, to talk to people who are going through it with you or have gone through it before you is is invaluable. So, um, so definitely um, it's important to kind of get those types of insights. Uh, so, and, and if you're running an organization, you can't talk to people in your organization about a lot of things that you're thinking, you know, uh, you know, talk to business owners, they're, they're, you know, they're, uh, and, you know, they're just, they think a lot of different things. And sometimes you just need to bounce them off of someone before you see them within your organization. Because you know there there can be significant implications on anything you say within your organization, so you, you want to make sure that um, what you're saying is in the right way at the right time to the right people. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I I think that's key. So now you know, talk a little bit about kind of what you're doing now as far as you know who are you working with what types of things are, are are you doing with them and you know what's your your program like yeah so i like to work with uh high achievers uh kind of like myself people who have worked really hard to get where they are uh, but their success that they've experienced uh they're not really so sure that's what where they're supposed to be and they may be in a space, just like you said, Andrew, where they may not have a lot of people to talk to about it, and they may not be able to talk about it in their organization. So I like to be that sounding board. I like to be that person that helps come alongside people and say, okay, what do we want this next part of life to look like? Uh, and a lot of people don't know what that looks like. So we go through uh, a series of steps to help people try to figure out what that next step for life might be because my goal is to help people get to where I'm at at this point. I feel like I know my why, I know my purpose, I know what I'm supposed to do. And so I can, I can confidently put the pedal down and know that good days are ahead. So that's my goal in working with my coaching clients. As far as uh, with the groups that I speak to, do keynotes and workshops with, uh, I really have a great self-care strategy that I'm uh, that I've been teaching people on about really being honest with ourselves about where we're at in life and trying to develop some strategies to help us not get burnout because I have such a strong burnout journey and I think there's uh, there's probably three types of people out there. One type of person is somebody who's never going to experience burnout because they're never really going to step into life enough to where they might get burnout. The other, the two other people are people who have experienced burnout and then people who are lying to themselves about whether they've experienced burnout. Because I think it is so 
insidious in our in our lives and it's it's only getting worse so uh those are a couple of the things that i like to work with people about uh obviously like to help people incorporate the win the now strategy into their lives and also talk about the lessons that i've learned from uh from climbing several mountains um no definitely makes sense um you know i think that um, you probably encounter things like, like I do. I work with a lot of people on their financial management and a lot of times they need financing or have cash flow issues, but they don't really come to you until it's like the ninth inning. <laughs> um, so most people probably come to you just before or actually during burnout. Um, yeah. and you know, what do you, you know, why, how do you encourage people to come before it gets to that? Because I think a lot of times that that can be difficult. Yeah. So one of the things that I offer on my website is a free uh, five day knockback burnout challenge. So if you sign up for it completely free, no obligation, no sales pitch, any of that kind of stuff. But if you think you might be starting to feel burned out, and even if you're really burned out, it's okay. Uh, the first, uh, it it will send you these five emails over a series of five days, and it will help you see some steps to try to say, okay, I can do this. I can get through this. This is, it's it's scary, but but I'm going to make it through this. And so I think I would love for people to come talk with me at the first hint of burnout. But unfortunately, I think a lot of human nature is people want to reach out for help then, but they can't convince themselves to reach out for help until until it's really bad. And, you know, the worse your problem is, the harder the solution is going to be to get back. But no matter how far gone you are, no matter how far down you are in burnout, and I've actually been to the point where I was about two months away from selling my dental practice and walking away from it, which would have been the worst mistake of my life at this point. And I really wish that I would have raised my hand for help before then, because it would not have had to get to that point. Excellent point. Actually, that just reminds me. Um, yeah, I had built a real estate portfolio <laughs> when I was younger and, you know, it just got to a point where, you know, a lot of things around me were going on and, and my wife wasn't really happy about me not being around that much, uh, that I, I just ended up selling everything to a guy and probably about a month later, I regretted it. <laughs> but it was too late. <laughs> so, um, you know, definitely it's, it's good to be able to talk to someone, you know, about that stuff. You know, I still miss it and create it on a certain level, but you know, you, you live and you learn and, um, you know, I wouldn't be here doing what I do if, if that hadn't happened. So, you know, there's pluses and minuses to everything. So, um, you know, this has been great. Um, you know, one of the big challenges is, you know, an hour seems like a long time, but really is it when you're talking about, um, something important and something that, you know, you really believe in. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate you taking your time to do this. 
Um, you know, one of the things that I like to do is um, before closing out, you know, we talked about a whole bunch of stuff, but a lot of times people can really only take in three things. Um, and so, you know, if, if you know, think, think for a second about, you know, if what three things would you want people to take away from what we talked about tonight that they could take and implement starting tomorrow? So take one second. I'm, I'm just going to show a quick video. Um, those of you who are in Ner Jersey may have actually come to one of my Power Breakfast events. Um, we've been doing them for 10 years and um, really a way to help a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. So, you know, over 10 years, we've had a lot of positive results. And the next one is going to be October 26th at the Glenridge Country Club. Um, you know, if you're not familiar with the Power Breakfast, here's a quick video. And then we'll come back talking with Eric Recker, and he's going to give you three things, you know, as, as a medical professional, he's going to prescribe three things for you to take tomorrow. If you are looking to increase revenues, improve profitability, and or obtain financing for your business, you need to check out the Power Breakfast and Small Business Pro conferences. My name is Andrew Frazier. One of the things we're here to do is supercharge your day. Today's Power Breakfast has really been a phenomenal experience. Uh, I think it's exactly what business owners need, uh, some true guidance of people who are genuine and really are leading them in the true direction of business growth and expansion. The Power Breakfast is so important for the entrepreneurial community because it gives the various business people who come together an opportunity to interact and also do some business. These events hosted by Andrew Frazier, President and COO of Small Business Like a Pro, will supercharge your debt. Great. I've been here talking small business with Eric Recker. Um, you know, we've covered a lot of great topics, um, some valuable things that can help you be more successful, um, be more focused, and um, really be able to um, create a better journey for you along the path. And, you know, that starts by winning the now. So, Eric, what, what are three th the three things people should... Um, get started, you know, take away and really start to, to work on and utilize in their business and their life. Yeah, I'd say the first one is just the win the now concept. Doing what we can do to live present in our own lives, not stuck in the past, not worried about the future. So that's a huge thing. Just being present for for yourself and for those around you. Another one would definitely be know why you're climbing the mountain. Because if you don't know why you're climbing the mountain, you won't know when you get to the top. So whether that is sitting down with a blank piece of paper and defining what success looks like for you right now, or whether that is really just honing in on what it is, what it is that you hope to achieve, uh, but definitely know why you're climbing the mountain. And finally, don't journey alone. There's no reason to journey alone. There's a lot of like-minded individuals in this world. If you're not sure where to start, 
A coach is a great place to start, someone who can help guide you, share their journey with you, help shorten the distance from where you are to where you want to go. But when we're isolated and we try to do it all by ourselves and think that we have to have all the answers, it's dangerous. So don't journey alone. So those would be the the three things I would say, Andrew. Great, great. No, so so basically your prescription is focus on the present, um, envision the future, and go with friends. Man, so. you got it. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, excellent. So now this made me think about a commercial that I, that I used to live uh, to love. Um, I might be a little older. So you might not have seen it, but um, there used to be a commercial with Dr. J in Converse. And, you know, the, there's a kid, someone saying, hey, how do I be, you know, learn how to play basketball like you? <laughs> and he, he took out two Converse shoes and he said, take two of these and call me in the morning. Oh, um, I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, but, you know, Definitely lessons from someone who is not only just talking about them, who has, has lived them and helped other people to, to learn them, um, which is, you know, the type of people we, we have on the show. You know, we're talk, talking with people who aren't just talking about stuff that they've heard about or read about, but they've actually done, they've actually had businesses. Um, and it's, it's great to have you today. So thank you so much for that. Um, so hang out for a minute. Um, and I'm going to close things out and, um, you know, we'll sort of go from there. Thanks, Eric. All right. So another great show. Definitely enjoyed talking with Eric and, um, you know, really look forward to, you know, revisiting this because we, we did cover a lot of great stuff, but, um, definitely uh you know i think i'll benefit it makes me think about things and hopefully you as well um so so that was great i appreciate the questions um and comments from the audience those are always appreciated because um we do it for you so if there's something you want to know definitely um you know we invite you to ask about it or share so um so that's perfect um Next week, we have an interesting show coming up. Actually, we're going to have two guests. Uh, they're co-authors of a new book. And we're going to talk about how to avoid getting sued and stay out of court. Um, definitely, um, getting sued is bad. And going to court is even worse. So um, so that's something that we're, we're going to chat about. Because in, in business, that, that can and does happen. But there's things that you can do to avoid it. So. Um, you know, tune in to learn some of those secrets and, um, you know, look forward to catching you again um, next week. So um, definitely um, continue to um, check things out. I'm going to put info about the Power Breakfast in the chat. Um, I'll put the website link so you can actually register and, um, you know, appreciate your interest. And, um, you know, we're going to get ready to close things out. So, you know, at the end of the day, if you're a business owner, the more that you know, the faster and more successfully your business is going to grow. Thank you for listening to Leadership Live at 805, Talking Small Business. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. 
Leadership Live is one of the many valuable resources provided through the Small Business Pro University, empowering business owners to learn, profit, and grow. Find out more at sbprou.com.